0: good afternoon my name is bruce short i'm the pastor of maranatha baptist church in nashville arkansas about uh, three or four months ago we began to study uh, the godly home it is a free grace broadcaster it's a booklet Uh, it has uh, information about how to have a godly home from aw pink from richard steele from john bunyan from Charles Spurgeon and from Edward Hooker. Uh, You can get this from uh, Chapel Library uh, from Mount Zion uh, Bible Church in Pensacola, Florida. They will send these to you absolutely free. And I'm convinced that uh, in the day and time that we live in, we must return to having godly homes. Homes that uh, fear God, that love God, that know God, that follow God, Uh, where believers uh, are trying to encourage one another to uh, follow the Lord and uh, to do it God's way. And that's what we're looking at. The first lesson that we looked at uh, back uh, two or three months months ago uh, is family worship. And uh, that is the way that you begin to have a godly home. You begin to have family worship in your home as followers of Christ. You worship there. Then we uh, picked up uh, on the duties of the husbands and wives. It's uh, by Richard Steele. Richard Steele lived from 1629 to 1692. We looked at uh, how to have uh, a godly home. We looked at duties of husband and wife both. Uh, I taught on how husbands are to love their wives, and my wife taught on how wives are to respect their husbands. This afternoon, I'm going to do uh, the lesson on uh, the the wife's responsibility to respect her husband. Uh, We are not videoing my my wife's uh, teaching, and uh, it's much better to get it in uh, person from her than to get it from me, but I want us to have it available online. So this afternoon, we're looking from uh, the godly home, the Grace Broadcaster number 170 we're looking at the lesson in particular on the special duty of a wife let's pray together dear lord i pray that as i teach that you would teach us you teach us from your word teach us from this a great resource the godly home the free grace broadcaster from chapel library we thank you for man and she was made for man first Corinthians eleven nine. 9 neither was a man created for the woman but the woman for the man so when we get right down to it and we ask the question of these three facts which one raises the hackles of a woman the most number one she was made after man number two she was made from the man or number three, she was made for the man. We would all know to pick the last one. Most women would reject the idea and push back against the scripture that says she was made for the man. This order was not by man's doing, but God's doing. Even after the fall, the divine order still stands. Genesis 3:16 says. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and they and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. That's what the scripture says. The New Testament confirms this. Colossians three eighteen says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband, as is fit in the Lord. First Peter three one through six. A little bit of a lengthy passage, but a good one pertaining to what we talk about. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of their wives, while they behold your chaste conversation conversation, coupled with fear. Whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning, of the plaiting of the hair, the wearing of gold, or the putting on of apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God, adorned themselves being in subjection to their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, even excuse me, even as Sarah bade Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, as long as you do well and not are afraid with any amazement. Even if a woman is the sweetest thing and her husband the meanest thing, she still has a duty to respect him. First, she must fix in her heart that her position. Given by God is inferior to his. This she will be able to fulfill. Then she will be able to fulfill. All respect implies with ease and with delight. Let me say that a little more emphatically. If she respects her husband. Then she will be able to fulfill. All respect implies with ease and delight. So respect means not to just begrudgingly do it, but implies that you respect him and it's an easy and delightful thing for the woman to do. It's not fitting to set the rib above or even on the same level with the head. So let's talk about a couple of things about the description of godly wife's respect. What will this look like? Well, first of all, A, she has... She highly esteems him. Esther one twenty says, And when the king's decree which he shall make be published throughout all his empire, for it is great, all the wives shall give to their husbands honor, both to great and to small. You remember when uh, King Aharius uh, called Queen uh, Vashti before him, uh, when he and his men were in a drunken state, and she refused to come. The men of the province were worried that because of this disrespectful attitude, all of their wives would disrespect them, which would be a serious thing. So what a woman is to do is to ponder the excellency of the person that the husband is to her and to value that person properly. And if he is not accomplished, then she should consider the excellency of his place As being made in the image and the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 11.7 says. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head. For as much as he is the image and the glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. She esteemed him when she chose him as her husband. So you esteemed that man when you chose him to be your husband. You should continue to esteem him. Remember Michael's disrespect to David and her punishment of God when he came back from a victory and was dancing and praising the Lord? You remember that? 2 Samuel 6.16 says, And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. 2 Samuel 6.23 says, Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the the day of her death. So she went childless from that point forward. Her families and neighbors will respect her about as much as she respects her husband. So in honoring him, she honors herself. The wife not only respects her husband and highly esteems him, but this woman also dearly loves him. This respect is composed of love, which is also the wife's duty. Titus 2.4, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, and to love their children. Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel left parents and friends and country entirely out of love for their husbands. A young woman named Clara Cervente was married to Valdura, whose body was so riddled with disease that no one else would even touch him. But she dressed his sores with all care and sold her attire and jewelry to maintain him. Finally, he died, and when comforters came to her, she told them she would buy him back again with the loss of her five children if she could. She could beget her husband's love no better way than by her reverence towards him. In sickness, and in health. And number three, not only is she to highly esteem him, not only is she to dearly love him, but she is to diligently work at pleasing him. The word respect is literally fear. Ephesians 5.33 says, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. She should maintain a chaste conduct accompanied by fear, chaste, respectful, joyful, reverent, reverential towards him. 1 Peter 3.2 says, while they behold your chaste conversation, couple with fear. For one without the other is inadequate. This this fear is not servile fear, but a sincere desire to please and a refusal to offend. She says, I will do my utmost to please him. Though I do not fear his hand, but his frown, I would rather displease the whole world than my husband. What a wife that would be that had that type of attitude. So number two, as we look at the wife's respect, we looked at number one, and number one was the description of the godly wife's respect. And now we're going to look at the pattern of the godly wife's respect. A, the church respect for Christ. That is our example. Ephesians 5.22 Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Just as Ephesians 5.24 says, Therefore, the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Her submission is to be like the church's idea of submission to Christ. First of all, in everything in things great and small, agreeable and disagreeable to her. Only when he requires what God forbids or forbids what God's require is she refuse submission to him. She may reason with him in things that are inconvenient to her, but if he will not be persuaded that there's no sin in the case, she must submit to him. Free, willing, and cheerful. The service Christians do to the Lord is with goodwill. Ephesians six twelve says, "With goodwill to, with will doing service as to the Lord and not to men." So the wife should submit to her husband, if, if as if they were but one will in their two hearts. Leah and Rachel followed Jacob like a shadow. Genesis thirty one sixteen. For all the riches which God has taken from our father, that is ours and our children's. Now then, whatsoever God has said unto thee, do, they were ready to follow him. Sarah's reverence was sincere, as she called her husband Lord. Genesis eighteen twelve. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, Am I, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And this is an example for Christian wives. 1 Peter 3, 6 says, Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, ...calling him Lord, whose daughter you are as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Therefore, a grudging obedience is unacceptable. And this usually springs from her unmortified pride and her self-conceit. Even if he's severe, it is better for you to do your duty and leave the judgment to God. So we looked at the church respect for Christ... And now we look at the body's respect for the head. Ephesians 5.23 For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. All members of the body realize the head is useful for their good. The hand will accept a wound to protect the head. Whatever the head decides to do, the body gets up and follows along as it can. This is the way the wife should honor her husband, second only to God. It is ludicrous for the hand to go one way and the rim another, for a soldier to command his general, or for the moon to pretend superiority over the sun. Only, only if the husband is insane is this to be altered. The man has authority over his house unless he is a fool, says Martin Luther. So we have looked at, in our study today, we've looked at, not only have we looked at the description of a godly wife's respect, we've also looked at the pattern of the godly wife's respect, and we've also looked at not only the pattern of godly wife's respect, but right now we're going to look at the demonstration of a godly wife's respect. What will that godly wife life look like? And that's what we're going to look at. So, first of all, they will respect them in word. I think this is so important. Uh, When I think about a woman with a a gentle and quiet spirit, I I think about that. When I think about uh, a wife is to respect her husband in word. And maybe in how many words also, as we'll see a little later on. In word, Matthew twelve thirty four says, O generations of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If she really respects him, it will show in what she says. Proverbs 31, 26. She opened her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Proverbs 15, 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness there is. Therein is a breach in the spirit. She speaks respectfully of him in his absence. No wife is too great or good to imitate Sarah's godly example of giving her husband a title of respect like Lord. 1 Peter 3.6 Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham calling him Lord whose daughters ye are. As long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. A wicked woman refers to her husband as the man. Proverbs 7.19 says, For the good man is not at home, he's gone a long journey. Would that this was the worst things that wives would call her husbands behind their back. Wives need to be very respectful in person and especially in the husband's absence. Kind and respectful with her words. So she speaks respectfully of him in his absence, and she speaks respectfully of him in his presence. Beware, wives, of interrupting him while he is speaking or saying ten words to his one. If he is a person of few words, you will need to be a person of fewer words. Silence commends a woman's wisdom more than speech. The wise woman uses words sparingly. So she is to be respectful to her towards her husband in word. She is also to be sure that not only she speaks respectfully to him in his absence and reverentially of him and respectful in his presence, not interrupting him while he is speaking, she is not to use disrespectful words or tones or I might say an eye. 1 Peter 3, 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Do not be afraid that this will make your husband worse, but trust in God's wisdom. You don't have to overtalk him. 1 Peter 3, 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wise. Proverbs 25, 15. By long fair forbearing is a prince persuaded, and a soft tongue breaketh the bone. Remember, God hears and will judge your every idle word. Matthew 12, 36. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak... They shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. That would go for wives as well. Ideally, both the husband and the wife should be slow to passion, yet where one must yield, it is most reasonably expected of the wife to yield. No woman gets honor by having the last word. Some women argue that their tongue is their only weapon. But the wise know that their tongue is set on fire by hell. James 3, 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on the fire of hell. See how Rachel spoke rashly to Jacob? Give me children or else I die. Genesis 31. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, "Give me children, or else I die." And as soon as she had two children, she died. Genesis 35:18, and it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died that she called his name Benoni, but his father named him Benjamin. On the other hand, Abigail behaved prudently with a very bad husband, Nabal, and was raised to honor. If respect will not prevail with him, anger never can. That is why the husband ought to agree. The husband and the wife ought to agree to never shout at one another. There is no place to shout. There is no way to be ugly and loud with one another. Especially in the presence of God. And especially in the presence of children. So, in our words, or in your words, you are to be respectful towards your husband. And also, indeed, she obeys his directions and restraints. Sarah obeyed Abraham, and she is worthy as a model. First Peter 3:6. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughter ye are, as long as you do well, and not, are not afraid with any amazement. Genesis 18:6. And Abraham hastened unto the tent of Sarah, unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And she did it promptly. The wife is bound in conscience to obey her husband in everything that is not contrary to the revealed will of God, and even in this case, she should refuse respectfully. For example, she cannot consent to omit Bible reading, prayer, or sanctifying the Lord's Day, although he commanded it ever so sternly. The house is her proper place. She is its beauty. There is her business and safety. Only urgent necessity should call her abroad. The prostitute's feet did not abide at her house. Proverbs 7-11 She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. Women will do more good at home, taking care of the home and raising the children than they could ever do outside the home. Who's raising the children if mom is not home raising them? She must live where her husband judges best. Wives are to love their husbands to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, keepers at home, meaning caring for the house, working at home, keeping at home, and keeping the home, and taking care of household affairs. Strong's Concordance says, good, obedient to their own husbands. Titus 2, four through five says this, that they may teach the young women to be sober to love their husbands and to love their children. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home. Good, obedient to their own husbands. That the word of God be not blasphemy. She asks his counsel and hears his reproof. Rebekah would not send Jacob to her brother Laban without consulting Isaac. Genesis 27, 46. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? Sarah would not discard Hagar, the servant, without consulting Abraham. Genesis 21.10 Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. The Shunammite, Shunammite woman, would not receive a prophet into the house without advising her husband. Second Kings 4.10 Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. Her hardest task is in hearing a reproof lovingly and thankfully. So I'm talking to you now about hearing his counsel and now his reproof. Taking reproof from anyone is not easy, especially taking it from a wife or from a husband. Especially if she has a proud or contentious spirit, she will deal with this. But she should remember she has her faults and that no one can see them better than her husband. My wife of 52 years knows my faults better than anyone else other than the Lord, and so I know hers. So to answer the husband harshly for reproof shows great ingratitude towards him and his God. If she really respects him, this will be a much easier pill to swallow. Mm. So... One, number three, we have looked at one, she obeys his direction and restraints. She asks his counsel and hears his reproofs. And number three, she maintains a respectful and cheerful attitude at all times. She should not indulge irritability or gloom when he is happy, nor be giddy or foolish when he is sad. She should try her best to make him delight in her. Let her express her contentedness in her goods and position and a sweet disposition so he will enjoy being at home with her. Women, wives, please work at making your husband's desire to come home, to be where you are, to be in the house that you take care of, and to be in good spirits. When he gets there, a wife has, and her attitude has so much effect upon the overall attitude of the home. Let the woman, let the wife study how he likes his meals, his clothes, and his lodging, and conform to his pleasure. Because even in these fall things, many sharp arguments may arise. She must never let her familiarity with him breed contempt. His love must not make her forget her duty, but rather increase her efforts. His fondness must not decrease, dis, decrease her respect for him. It's a bet it's it is better to obey a wise man than a fool. Most husbands are liable to reform if their wives respect them properly. Likewise most wives can be one to respect their husband's wisdom and respect by loving them, husbands. Some will disregard all this counsel with the excuse that none can attain it, but this mocks God. Let me tell you, after 33 years in the pastorate, some 40 years studying how to be a godly man, 30 years in the same church, if I was going to give a couple, a uh, counseling session on how to resolve differences in their marriage, I would give them the booklet, Godly Home. I particularly would show them uh, Richard Steele's instruction on the husband's, the husband role is to love his wife and the wife's role is to respect her husband. If the husband respects his wife and the, I'm sorry, if the husband loves his wife, and the wife respects her husband, they can work it out. The marriage will work. There's no other way to do it. There's no other counsel to do than to give this word. Do the marriage like God says to do it. So in, if we ignore this, God will punish us all. He won't bless our marriages as He could. If His vengeance does not meet us in this life, as it often does the rebellious. Then it will in the next life. A true Christian. Is marked by a fundamental submission. To biblical counsel. Without this. You are nothing more than hypocrites. So. Uh, when it comes to marriage. There's a way to do it. When it comes to marriage. There's no doubt. The reason that we have so many uh, marriages. That are in trouble. Because they are not doing it God's way. So let me recommend this little booklet, The Godly Home, to you. And right now, if you are listening to this broadcast, you can find this Grace broadcaster on a PDF. And I would just tell you that uh, you're not too far behind in this study because you can read up to uh, page 13 and a half to where it says how to accomplish these duties of husbands and wives, you can read up there and you can be caught up with four lessons that we have presented so far on the godly home. The next lesson we will present is the duties of both, and that lesson will be presented next Sunday, December the 17th, 8.30 a.m. at Maranatha Baptist Church for the men and at 12 p.m. at Maranatha Baptist Church for the wives For the women for the young women and that will have a lunch that is included with it thank you so much and i want to encourage you be prayerful think about having a godly home and when you want a place to start right here would be the place to start the free grace broadcaster the godly home number 170. thank you so much for listening and let me close us with prayer that uh, the men listening might become the lovers that god would have them to be and that the wives listening might become the submitters and the supporters towards the husband, respectful to the husbands as the wife should be. Dear Lord, I pray that you would teach us from your word, teach us from this study that husbands are to love their wives and wives are to respect their husbands. Lord, we thank you for the day. We thank you for Jesus, and it's in his precious and holy name that we pray. Amen.